Hello, welcome to the Toddcast. The Toddcast. The Toddcast. First episode. The first episode. Don't you love that name? I just want to dwell there for a moment. Sounds a lot better than the Botham cast, doesn't it? The Botham oh, Blast. Blast. No, the Toddcast. You know? It's good. The Toddcast. <laughs> and today we're addressing a very significant, very serious question. Are you struggling with PPT? Do you remember at the start of the pandemic, everybody was talking about PPE? Oh, yeah, personal protective equipment. Was that, that what took that me means? That took me a second. I was yeah, like, what, what? and there was, a, there was a shortage of it, but now <laughs> we have an overabundance of PPT. So somebody's out there saying, well, what's PPT? Well, PPT is post-pandemic trauma. That's right. And I'm not even sure if this question is legit because I'm not even sure if this is post-pandemic yet. Who who knows? I'm confused. Is 18 thing, months in. Is this thing ever going to come to an end, you think? Yeah, and... I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. My name's uh, Roy Todd, uh, and I'm a pastor, and uh, I'm also joined by my good friend, uh, Fraser Botham. He's also a pastor in the same church, and uh, we just, uh, we're here to encourage you. The Toddcast uh, is a chance uh, every week just for us to chat about life and bring a bit of faith perspective into that as well. It may go somewhere. It may go nowhere. Who knows? We have had no grand illusions of this, like, taking over the world and giving that guy, Joe Morgan, a run for his money. What's his name? Joe Rogan. That's Joe the one. <laughs> Joe Morgan. You see, I'm so familiar with, like, the podcast world, you know, that I get his, get his surname wrong. What's his name again? Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Joe yeah. Rogan yeah, yeah. We, have no, uh, we have no illusions of becoming the new Joe uh, Rogan of, uh, you know, the podcast world. But this is the Toddcast, so we're yeah. the first, hopefully. And we want to come on and just encourage you guys, you know? And it's quirky, so it'll be, and what does quirky mean? It means terrible jokes every now and then. All the time. Dad jokes. Amen. And you know Which what I'm that- qualified. You are qualified, qualified to tell dad to jokes now. It's going to be gritty, so we're going to get into some real life issues, and we'll talk about, about this today. That's what we're going to talk about, you know, how to, how to, basically, how to emerge well in this- weirds after the weirdest 18 months of our lives yeah. how do you come out of this well and we want to be positive as well we want this to be really positive because there's a lot of negativity in the world and sure is nobody needs that although i mean i say pop every now and then as the older i get i have a little rant every now and then to be honest you need it don't you i think it's important you got to process how you feel it though, i think when a man's lived for so many years it's you know a man has a right to just have a little rant every now and then about uh, bad drivers and so on especially oh you know people who are in the wrong lanes on the motorways mm. nothing gets me angrier in life, people who think. hog the middle lane. Let's do a pod, let's do a pod, yeah, amen, no, let's do a podcast on that. Honestly, I'm a nightmare for. I know you're not supposed to. It's a bit illegal, but I undertake just to show them how wrong that they're being. You make a point. You make a point. Exposing sin on the M1. And <laughs> I knew the M's that there are. Yeah. So post-pandemic trauma. Let's let first. Okay, first things first. This is episode one of the Toddcast. So let's talk about uh, the past eighteen months and let's do a little brief assessment. March of twenty twenty, and uh, that's when this thing uh, basically then the lockdown was the big game changer, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, because it was supposed to be two weeks. Everybody and it said was filled it. with banana breads. Yeah, and the Tiger King. Do you remember yeah. Tiger King? I do. And then I never really got into that show though on the Netflix. <laughs> no, I no. guiltily really enjoyed it. Yeah. But anyway, but it was like the weirdest thing ever, wasn't it? Bizarre. Like a lockdown. I remember like uh, driving into Loughborough to do our uh, shopping one day, and it was like a ghost time. Like shops were literally boarded up. I mean, we we lived we li- me and my wife we lived in the town centre at that time, and it was the most bizarre thing. That first lockdown day, looking out the window and just seeing 
empty streets. It was like this dystopian, yeah. you know, era. I thought the, the, the rapture had happened and we'd missed it. <laughs> you know, it was like unbelievable. And uh, and then, of course, there's, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it, what it's like for you, but there's this sort of, you know, you're resolute at first. You think, okay, it is what it is, whatever that means. It is what it is. And, you know, you have to get on with it. But I think 18 months later, that's when you begin to process. That's certainly how it works with me. Uh, I I tend to I tend to have a, a, a you know be pretty resolute in a crisis, but then afterwards that's when it hits me. Is that? Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think it's true for a lot of people, isn't it? Um, after it's after something's happened, you start to think, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. That really affected, and you don't even realize the effects, do you, until afterwards? No. And it's like, oh my goodness. It's it's a bit difficult yeah. to really understand what this thing's about. You're just trying to get to grips with it during the. Again, I guess during when everything's happening, but here we are, eighteen months later. What's different now compared to before March twenty twenty? Wow. I mean, the world's just different. Isn't it? Everything's different, isn't it? Everything. I think everything's different. Industry is 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 changing. Yeah. Um. Everything's online now. Um. You know, all those companies that said now working from home is not going to work. All of a sudden, everyone's working from home. Yeah. Um, People put on a lot of weight. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm talking personally now. <laughs> I mean, I think the lockdown went on so long. I gained weight, lost weight, and gained weight again. That's how long it's been. It's been a wild 18 months, Pastor Roy. It's been a wild 18 wow. months. But, You've um, been fluctuating, have you? I've been up and down like nobody's business. So. But uh, I, I just think everything's... I mean, the, 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 you know, the social distancing thing, that was a tough gig, wasn't it? Like not being able to see family that was that was traumatic in itself i was gonna say especially the first lockdown when it yeah. was i mean if you remember back when it was it was ruthless wasn't it you couldn't yeah. see family you couldn't you could go out for one walk a day yeah i mean these are things that i was longing for a holiday in north korea because i thought hey there'll probably be more freedom over there <laughs> <laughs> okay that's a that's a that's quirky that's a bad joke it's quirky it's quirky uh, that's as good as it gets ladies and gentlemen as well by the way it's like it's like um, you know social distancing, Masks. and then and then during the course of the year as well, you had like the George Floyd thing, and yeah. you know what really frustrated me about that was that like we we weren't together yeah. to chat that through. Yeah. Okay, so you can have conversations about that stuff on the Zoom and on the YouTube, but it's it's not the same, is it, as being like face-to-face and in-person and so on? Yeah, and actually being able to process, I guess, that emotion with people yeah. and, you know, give people hugs. Do you know what I mean? Couldn't really, hug really genuinely be there for people. And I'm a huggy guy. i got to be honest with you. I mean, I'm a, I'm a very tactile guy. I, I hug everybody. So I, I miss hug. that. Yeah, yeah. I miss because it reassures me, doesn't it? And I find that traumatic. That's probably the most traumatic thing of all, was not getting a hug. It was just weird. Do you remember when the my, when my wife just thing? walked into the house and she just gave me the elbow? I thought, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I said, love, you're taking this thing too to far. Hug your wife. I think that was okay. Yes, I said, love, the rules do not apply to marriages, <laughs> do you understand? You know, the husbands and wives and those who are in relational relations... You know, they're permitted to, you know, to in, engage in a, a hug or two every now and then. We have one quota a day, you know, we can one do that. Quota. You know. But isn't it, everything's online. I, I'm noticing like a lot of shops like that used to be uh, really thriving. Gone. Gone. I went into town the other day. I, I fancied a burrito. Oh, yeah. Plan burrito is gone. What? It's gone. Plan burrito is gone. It's like gone. Wow. This is traumatic, this isn't is, it? This is actually quite traumatic. And like, there's so many other places that have like have gone Top as well. Topman, Topshop, are all Man, online now. I mean, the world's changing. The world, it's just catalyzed change, I think, hasn't it? The lockdowns. And, and it, like, it's not just like one thing that's changed, but it's like lots and lots and lots and lots of little things. And that's even that is like overwhelming in itself. So 
I think that what happens then when you've got all this massive change going on, and we probably still in one sense haven't really had a chance to truly process the extent of how the world has changed. You know, we, like we've just had, we've just um, had the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and that changed mm. the world. I think yeah. this is bigger. I think this is bigger by far. Yeah, well, this is world impact, isn't this it? This is Whereas world impact. Yeah. Well, I guess it affected the world, but much more America. Well, I remember 9-11, you know, it was like three months. Okay, so there was obviously, you know, a lot of uh, stuff that happened in the years after 9-11, yeah, Afghanistan, yeah. for example. Yeah. But, but I mean, like life just went on. Yeah. After three months of, uh, you know, it was in the news for three months, and then we kind of got back to some kind of normality again, which is a statement of the resilience, I guess, of yeah. society. This is just on and on and on. Even now, like, uh, you know, we're talking about the possibility of more lockdowns and more restrictions, and, you know, what if there's a flare-up of the virus in uh, the wintertime, and even as double-jabbed people, you know, it's not yeah. 100% protection, so there's that little thing in your mind, you know, that we're still kind of susceptible to this as thing. you say, 9-11 changed the world, the way we travel, uh, yep. airplane travel, airport yep. travel, like that all changed after that. Sure I did. think that's, you know, COVID post-COVID, whatever that looks like, post-pandemic, is yeah. things are going to shift massively in loads of different arenas of life. So let's talk about trauma then. Post-pan... Po- I can't even say this. Post-pandemic trauma. Post-pan... Nan-pan-tan... Nan-pan-tan trauma. <laughs> Sorry, Nan-pan-tan's an area near where we live, and everybody laughs at the name. Nan-pan-tan. It's very nice. Sorry, I, I feel like I'm digressing, but I feel like I've got to talk about this just for powerful. a moment, because that's a traumatic name in itself. Nan... Somebody's nan has a got pan. stuck in a pan and, and ended up a with a tan. Day. It was a sunny day and they got a tan. <laughs> the jokes really don't get better. I want to live. <laughs> I want to live there one it's day. A nice area. My aspiration in life is just to. Be, if I, we've got to we'll, I tell you what we'll do. We'll plant a campus. Well, our nan Amen. pan tan campus. Amen. Well, the logo I can see already is a nan holding a pan with the sun raining down. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Powerful. Exactly. What power. Anyway, I feel like we've digressed <laughs> there. Bit. I feel like you distracted me there by talking about Nan Pantan. Or was it me who brought up Nan Pantan? I, I distracted take, myself. Blame. No, I, I distracted myself. <laughs> That's what happens when you get to my age. Okay, so let's talk about trauma. So what what are, what are the tell? Because a lot of people are probably struggling with trauma and they don't even know it. Mm. So what are the telltale signs of trauma? And I got some stuff here. Maybe we can stop and have a think about these. Okay, here's here from this is a big telltale sign, what I'm going to mention now, right? Irritability. Wow. And I, I was reading this thing the other day, like a lot of uh, people in, in customer services are noticing increasing levels of irritability uh-huh. in shops and, you know, even like uh, in hospitals and things like people just short tempered. They, they might have had a short temper before the pandemic, but now it's even like shorter yeah. now. And I, I often wonder... Uh, you know, when people when people have a short fuse, when people are very irritable, I always think in my mind, there's probably something behind that. It's a proxy war almost. It's a proxy it? yeah. war, exactly. Yeah. It's not just the thing that they're angry at, but it's something, there's a story behind the story. But that's one of the telltale signs, irritability. irritability. Um, I can get irritable sometimes, but I guess that's just getting older. I think everyone can though, can't they? Yeah, true. Especially Although you're, 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 you're a very calm, placid kind of guy though, aren't you? Uh, what I makes don't know you? My what, wife would say that. <laughs> I don't think that this is something that you've struggled with post-pandemic. That's not. I mean, okay. So all of us manifest trauma in different ways. I know that for me, you know, it can be the case. You know, I, I you know, because everything's changing so much, you can just feel out of. Con- I, th- I think it's the sense of being out of control. Yeah, that's probably you know why there can be irritability sometimes as well. I think another another big telltale sign of trauma is sleeplessness. Sleeplessness, yeah. 
I think a lot of people are struggling to get a decent night's sleep. And I'll, I'll say something more about that in a few minutes as well. But I think that's a huge uh, symptom of uh, trauma, like waking up at three o'clock in the morning, worrying, worrying about life, stuff, yeah. anxiety, massive anxiety. You know, uh, you know when when you're it's, it's, there's nothing worse than when your sleep gets disturbed. It's the worst mm. when you wake up and you're panicked and you don't know why you're panicked or you're worried and you don't know why you're worried and it doesn't make sense. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like you know it doesn't make sense. Mm. You're like I need to sleep because otherwise I'm going to be tired exactly. and then I'm going to be it's a irritable. Trauma. So you're having a trauma then, yeah. about a trauma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, 100%. And um, it's, cha- it's really, really challenging. For but I think that's a symptom yeah. of trauma, sleeplessness. Now, somebody might say, well, I had trauma before the pandemic because I, was, I wasn't sleeping then anyway. But it's probably, for a lot of people, I think this is a biggie, actually, sleeplessness. And the, 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 the effects of not getting enough sleep alone, I think, are huge. Massive. You lose perspective on life when you're tired. Yep. I say my stupidest things when I'm tired. Yep. And uh, and, I, and I actually, I think there's a link, strange enough, between irritability and sleeplessness. But they're all symptoms of like some kind of trauma. Defeatism is another one. Mm, wow! Like the sense of like, and what is defeatism? Oh. It's the, it's losing your sense of optimism, losing your sparkle in life. I think that a lot of people are like that, and I get it. I get it. You know. A lot of people lo- have lost their like their sense of optimism. Like you know, I always think about students. You know, who were like at university, and uh, life was going well, and then the I always, I think about the little the freshers who were freshers back in twenty twenty. Just starting out in uni, uni life. I mean, this is like your worst trauma just, of all. Just getting to grips. With you're it just you just got free from mom and dad, right? <laughs> You've been looking forward to this for years right. since you were fourteen. Possibly 13, possibly even younger than that, yeah. right? The dream, you arrive in the land flowing with milk and honey. And what happens, a flipping pandemic means you're back living with mommy again. <laughs> How bad is that? It's pretty shocking. I yeah. mean, that's a trauma in its own right. Okay, mm. the food's good, but like uh, family life can be pretty irritable sometimes as Especially well. Especially when right? you're locked down. Especially when you're locked down. Yeah. You love your family. The, the people that you love the most are often the people you, you say, yeah, 100%. take it out on, don't you? But um, I th- And I think that uh, all of that is like, you know, I suppose these are all linked. You're, 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 you're not sleeping great. You're a bit irritable. The program changed, you know, the plans you had in life. It's all out the window. And keeps changing. Because you keep changing. Christmas, you know, yep. we had big plans to go see you yep. know, both sides of my family and my wife's family. And then all of a sudden, Boris is like, no, you've got one day now. Do yep. you know what I mean? It I is. Know. Yeah. It's changing all the time. Negativity is a big, I think, is a, is a symptom is a, of trauma. Uh, here's a big one. Oh, boy. Relational breakdown Ooh. is a big symptom of trauma. It's Relational a podcast breakdown. episode in itself, isn't we, it? This, 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 this deserves <laughs> yeah. a podcast of its own, doesn't it? it you is. know, Relational uh, breakdown. So in other words, uh, the trauma of the season just gets to you and it, you know, you're not sleeping well, you're irritable, you're, you're full of anxiety, you've lost the sense of enjoyment of life. And then what happens when all of that stuff gets out of control is that it has an impact not only on the individual who's struggling with the trauma, but on like a lot of friends, not just, mar- you know, marriages can struggle, but then friendships can struggle as well. I know a lot of people who've like, uh, friendship groups have changed. Yeah, shifted. And, and uh, you know, it's like, we've, ju- we've just got to be like really, and, and I know that there's a natural sense in which that can change over yeah, time yeah. as well. So I totally get that. But I think that what we want to be careful about is, is identifying when trauma um, and the effects of trauma is so out of control mm. that we begin to lose friendships that we'll later regret losing. 100%. And look into things that 
aren't there because that's what happens when you're, you're yeah. tired you've got some trauma going on you start to magnify issues that aren't really issues you... reading into everything that everybody says and thinking that there's some kind of hidden meaning yeah like a little conspiracy, like conspiracy. theory yeah. in your mind why did he say that and why did she say this and why why are, why did uh, that text come through after that program absolutely you know. and why did he steal my boyfriend and okay I mean, that's fair I mean, okay that's I a fair like one that's a okay fair, well it's not fair to steal the boyfriend but it's fair for <laughs> and 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 you know, but like you know you you've got to be like uh you got to you got to be careful i think that that the the impact of trauma in this post pandemic season doesn't get out of control to the effect to to the extent that it like compromises friendships and relationships and maybe that's mm. a maybe that's a you know it just needs a cup of coffee you know in person not on zoom but in person uh you know a, a, a more of a a, a compassion cuz everybody okay People hate it when you say everybody's in the same boat, you know, everybody's in the same ocean, but we all have different boats. All right, whatever, whatever, whatever. But we're all going through crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say crap? Is okay? I think so. It's a Toddcast, isn't it? This is the Toddcast. Honestly, this is a Toddcast. And let me tell you something. Crap is as bad as it's going to get on the Toddcast. That's, oh. I will have standards on this Toddcast. Okay. I'm no. a bad sounding board then. If that's, okay. Okay. <laughs> But it's like, uh, you know, we're all going through, this is tough, this is tough. And so sometimes I think that, um, you know, people can really, oh my word, they can compromise uh, friendships, relationships, even marriages, Mm. you know. And I think that we've just got to get some perspective on this. That's right. It is the the toll of the season, you know, we, we mustn't like, we mustn't, underestimate that this has been huge this has been the biggest deal that you know we've ever faced i mean yeah. like i was thinking I was, I was reading about uh, you know the blitz in world war mm. two and uh, the blitz okay so it was a it was horrendous of course but it only lasted i think it was eight months or maybe nine months okay. of the entire war because the you know the obviously the the uh, the opposition realized okay this is not having the impact that we wanted to have so then and then life even though the war was going on and i don't want to undermine obviously what people went through but people there's a resilience with people and then they got on with life and there was no social distancing after that and there was almost like a there was was a camaraderie wasn't there people would a togetherness togetherness family was together you know it brought um, the country together it brought the country together you know the old dunkirk spirit people came together people love being together but this is where the the pandemic is different because this is this in a way has torn us apart. It has, and you know, uh, you know, even in a marriage context, for example, you know, the, the loss of friendships, the loss of social groups, all of that stuff. Because it's very important, I think, very healthy for a married couple to have good friends. Yeah, absolutely. To go to like uh, little dinner parties. <laughs> because it's like a good way to, you know, first of all, n- number one, enjoy a volivant. And enjoy a volivant. What is a volivant? Have you never had a volivant? Uh, it's like a little pastry with, uh, you know, goodies in it. It can, it can have all manner of meats and oh. veg. Veg? No, meats. No, meats. Yeah. It's a Christian thing. Okay. Uh, and also, <laughs> I don't know if anybody realizes, but Christians keep schlor in business. Schlur, Christian wine, come on. Do you call it schlor? I call it schlor. I call it schlor. But it's a weird weird name, though, because you would never schlor because it's not got alcohol in. It's the Christian wine. Jesus turned the water into wine, and the church has been trying to change it back ever since. I love that. And they've been drinking schlor or schlur in its place. 
and uh, Christians, you know, that, that company Schlur really ought to thank God for, for Christians. I think I think it's now, Christian, I've digressed. Christians, you go to your parties, you have a volophon, you have a Schlur, but you, you connect and you laugh yes. yeah, 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 with right. people. But that was lost during the, the pandemic, and I think that has a huge impact on personal relationships as well. Okay, here's a big one. Here's a, here's a, here's a, a, a telltale sign of trauma, right? Go on. Questioning everything Ooh, wow okay. that's a, that's a, and and let's let's make this hit home because obviously pastors and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. we got we're thinking theology and god and so on and so i think what happened what happens with a lot of people is that the the post-traumatic trauma the impact it has is they're even questioning god mm. questioning faith questioning like uh you know if god is so good why does this happen what is that and the, and the the challenge the fundamental challenge with those questions are they legit sure but it, when people struggle with those questions it probably emphasizes the lack of theological understanding that they have god is good and i believe that with all my yeah. heart but the world is not good that's right that's right god is good but bad things happen sure that we don't uh, always have answers to even as a pastor i don't have answers to you know, most of the things that people come to me about, and that puts the pressure on because people want you to have answers, mm. and I don't have answers. Uh, I know one guy who struggled tremendously with, uh, not part of our church community, this is a, another friend of mine I know, and uh, like he's just struggled with uh, not just the pandemic, but a whole bunch of other stuff that's happened in his life, and he's struggled to trust God through all mm. of this. And uh, but I, I, you see, I think that's real faith. Faith, real faith, is not getting what you want all the time. That's right. Faith is like trusting God when even life is falling apart. Don't you think? I think so, and that's why I appreciate. I think especially your teaching and the Junction Church, like what is taught at the Junction Church, is not this vending machine God. Mm. You know, this name it and claim it nonsense. And I think blab it and grab it. That's what yeah, I call it. Confess it and prof- profess it. Confess it and. Prof- Possess it, whatever it is, rhyming all the time and all this. If it rhymes, rhyming all the time and rhyming all the time and and you know if it rhymes, it's anointed. No, that's what I appreciate about the the reality of the teaching at the Junction Church. That actually life is not always good, but God is always good. And you know life's not always going to be good on this side of eternity. But actually, you know, our hopes in our hopes in Jesus, and it's so much bigger. That's what we're trying to teach a generation. Yeah. So you know, life can sometimes get tough and. Uh, but if you if you find yourself, and I, I know it can get so tough sometimes, and naturally there is a questioning: Why does this happen? And why does that happen? And 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 you know. But there's a little verse that I cannot. I try to live by Proverbs three, five, and six: Trust in the Lord with all oh, your, your heart. heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. It's an it's imploring us. Will mm-hmm. you stop trying to understand this? Yeah. Come on. You, you know. You're not number one. You're not that smart. Yep. And smart people recognize how not smart they are. Yeah. Yeah. See, smart. The way I said that there. <laughs> Even the way I said that emphasizes how emphasizes unsmart I am. <laughs> I'm not but confused. it's like, you know, trust in love with all your heart, not your head, your heart. Mm. It's a hard thing. Mm-hmm. In the end, you know, your heart is is the thing that says, no, you know, no matter what, I, I trust you, God. I trust you. And, uh, you know, le- don't lean on your own understanding. Don't mm. lean on your own understanding. Sometimes we can just try to be, like, working th- everything out on our own minds. And that's just not a, not a good thing we to do. We can try to be God, essentially. We can try to be, God. to be God. That's the yeah. tree of knowledge of good and evil, getting exactly. back to your Genesis metaphor. Yeah. Hey? There you go. There's your Bit evidence. of theology there, you see. Um, so, 
yeah. So, but that could be a sign of trauma. Mm. Post post pandemic trauma, the telltale signs questioning everything, questioning everything, and you know, is there anything wrong with questioning stuff? No, but if the questioning of stuff is 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 making you cold mm. and uh, distant and dragging you away from God, then then what you've got to do is question your questions. Yeah, that's good. So the questioning has got to go to the next level where you've got to question your questions yeah. like and, and question your conclusions as well. Like, mm-hmm. Why would my conclusions be so right and God's word be so wrong? You know, and that's a serious question. It's a to, huge uh, to question. I think so. I think the challenge is that our questions are are born out of uh, crisis and out of uh, the emotion wow. of the moment, and that, and that's always a mistake. I think you you come out of something and you you feel a certain way, and then you base your conclusion on how you're feeling in the moment. The problem is feelings come and go. Feelings are fickle. Feelings are so fickle. They are. You have a bit, you have a bit of food and a good night's sleep, and you're feeling so different the next day, aren't you? You have pizza, though, and it makes them worse because the cheese induces uh, nightmares. <laughs> Is that a fact? I'm, Did you know I'm, that? I didn't know. I've now lost where I was That's going a medical fact. It's a know, medical I don't fact. Know, I don't know where, but I just made that up. But I think it's good, though, that you say question <laughs> your questions because I think actually, yep. okay, so I don't have a lot of control over, and COVID stores, I don't have a lot of control over the outside stuff. Sure. But I've got so much more, and I think we have so much more control than we realize over our minds. Yep over our thoughts you know the bible talks about taking every thought captive okay so where's that question coming Mm. from and actually as you say is it coming from a place of i want to get a conviction about this or is it coming from crisis and i'm feeling really bad um and then where am i going with these questions am i just going into my own mind i mean that's a cesspool isn't it It like actually you know as you say i need to get to the word with this and the bible doesn't shy away from but see see, for me that's the danger of reclusivity yes the biggest danger of reclusivity is believing your own narrative, mm-hmm. right? Believing your own thoughts. Oh my word, that's like the worst of the worst. You need to stop listening to yourself and stop talking to yourself, I think, and start oh, talking God's good. word to yourself and, yeah. you know, getting into, as you say, community. And yeah. I think there's a study that shows um, you are 50% more likely to die prematurely mm. if you're isolated and you don't have a good social structure. Mm. And that is not even including um, smoking, drinking, like all these things that, so you could be a smoker and you've got more likely chance of living longer if you're in community. I'm not trying to encourage smoking, but what I'm trying to encourage is actually community. Can I start smoking then? So important. Uh, Pastor Roy, be it, be it, yes, whatever you... I've always fancied, like C.H. Spurgeon used to smoke a pipe and I've always fancied like getting into pipes. Exactly. And C.S. Lewis did. Yeah. Chesterton. Yeah. Many people. Chesterton. G.K. Chesterton. G.K. 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 <laughs> um, also... Tolkien. Uh, yeah. So next week, next week you'll see us with pipes. And uh, there's a guy called John Piper as well. John Piper. But does I don't he, think does he's, he smoke? No, I don't think he's smoke, but he's got the name Piper. So that could be the, an indication as well. You know. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so told you, it'd be bad jokes. Okay, okay. Let's. So trauma. I mean, we just wanted to bring this up as like a subject. Okay, so let's move on. So as we're in this post-pandemic uh, season, if. And I think the idea is COVID's not going to go away. Yeah. Um, it's a transition, isn't it, coming out of it? It's not just going to be... Yeah. It's a transition. But it's not going to go away anywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's, we're going to have to learn to live with it. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, the vaccines, they're clearly having an impact. Yeah. And that's really, really encouraging. I'm double jabbed. I'm double jabbed Without too. shame. And I'm encouraging people to get double jabbed. And, you know, don't be a conspiracy theorist. Amen. 
uh, you know, I was, I was laughing the other day. Somebody was uh, telling me, you know, oh, don't get the job because, uh, you know, you never know what's in it. And, and you know what they're drinking? Diet Coke. It's, it's nonsense. They're no. drinking Diet Coke. And then they're telling me not to get a job. And drinking <laughs> Diet Coke. <laughs> well, exactly. People have never. Do you know what's in Diet Coke? <laughs> I've you ever put one penny in a Diet Coke and see what happens? <laughs> There's more harm in that Diet Coke than there is in that flipping job. Yeah. Job. <laughs> Anyway, I feel like I'm digressing. It's <laughs> a Todd cast. I can do whatever I, can I want. Do what you want. This is my cast because it's the it's Todd cast. Cast. Amen. Okay, so <laughs> coming out of this, you know, emerging from the past eighteen months, post-pandemic season. If there's such a thing as the post-pandemic season, so uh, how can you? Here we go. Cheesy quote. How can you not just survive, but how can you thrive? Because that's where we want to get as Christians. We don't. We don't just want to go for good. We want to go for great. Yeah. yeah we want to. We want to go for the best. So how can you do that? And, and and you know how can you best like deal with those trauma issues and and channel the trauma of the season that has undoubtedly happened, and turn it around and use it to our advantage. And I've got some thoughts, and we'll just chat through some of these if we have time. Uh, the first thing is look after your mental well-being. It's good, Pastor. Very uh, good. Uh, there have been times, and I'm just being honest, in this past season when I've really struggled. Mm. I just felt overawed by the season, you know, and and uh, like our church was doing so well before the pandemic hit. And then there was this little part of me that was thinking, this is just so big and so huge. And how are you going to build mm. from here? And then, of course, you know, I had to like, be resilient and, and learn, okay, so you got to just recognize that you're going to have to rebuild and that, you know, you, you just have to accept that. But I think the impact on mental well-being in this season has been huge, partly because of the lack of interactions. Mm. And then even now that we can interact again, I find like... Uh, Social anxiety. I get that. You know what? I get it. And I never would before. I mean, Do you I'm get social anxiety? 90, I mean, but we're your probably, phrase are we're, both of them. You don't yeah, get so social anxiety. So we're polar opposites in terms of introvert, extrovert, right? So I'm, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm an introvert. I'm 90% extrovert. I don't know what that 2% is doing, but I'm 90. And going back to like, not so much one-on-one, but like going back to, for example, like to church and lots of people and, you know, coming out of the service and people mm. stood around social distancing mm. afterwards. And then, yeah, it's... Um, Taking some getting used to again, something that I would never, you know, that actually that that was the kind of thing that made me alive before COVID. Now is like, feels quite overwhelming and very draining now as well. I think it's... um, But it's important. It's It's important to hold your nerve with it because those friendships, those uh, relationships, they are key. And they will ultimately... But they help me sleep better. They help you sleep better and they will do your mental health a world of good. Because, you know... Again, I'm no expert on this, but for for me, just to hang out with some people mm. is just good. It's just a, it's just a, a positive thing. So but look after your mental health. Rest well. Again, mm. I'm you know who who am I? I'm no expert on this, but as a pastor, and this is just anecdotal personal perspective. But I I just wonder uh, whether, and I know it's more complex than this, but I wonder whether there is a link between mental health challenges and a lack of sleep. Again, I know that this is not the case with everybody because I know that there can be chemical imbalances and all kinds of stuff going on and traumas in life and so on. But I just wonder whether there is some, you know, very often a connection between, you know, lack of sleep and mental health challenges, the loss of perspective caused by tiredness. And then your mind's just, because the mind needs rest as well. And if you're up like three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, what are you doing? You're thinking. Mm -hmm. 
and um, somebody was telling me the purpose of dreams. You know, you ever you ever wonder why you have like weird dreams where you're like, uh, you know, standing uh, giving out gospel tracts and you're naked. <laughs> That's just a normal Thursday for me, but. <laughs> See, most people, that, that's a nightmare, whereas we, this is your normal This is just weekend. normal, this is just a day. You're that day guy, aren't you? Day in the life. <laughs> it's a joke, by the wow. way. Wow. Um, but uh, it's like you have weird dreams, you know, about doing weird things in weird contexts. But that's what, what that's effectively doing, is your mind is, is kind of getting th- all, everything back into some kind of order again. It's putting this in the, in the proper drawer and that in the proper drawer. So that's the reason somebody was explaining to me. That's the reason for dreams. That's right. Um, but I think for a lot of people, the, the sleeplessness... You know the the anxiety, then leads to tiredness, and your mind, like, like your body gets tired, your mind gets tired as well. And I'm convinced that if we can learn to rest well, yes, uh, that could have a huge impact on our mental well being as well. I think the other thing as well, you know, there's a big danger, and I suppose the older you are, the more you can kind of have this, which is that you know. There's, there can be part of you that can be longing for the return of the old normal. Uh, you know, you know what I mean. But it's never that good, though, is it? It's ne- well, it's never that good, but also it's not going to happen. Mm. The world's changed. Yeah, yeah. And there, there is a part of us, I think, that just has to accept things have changed. Yeah, yeah. The, the world is a, is a completely different place compared to what it was before. So how, how do you, how do you? Uh, survive and how do you thrive and not just survive in this series okay here's a big one and i've talked about this for many years and now we put it into practice i think you've got to increase your personal capacity it's good the pressure of the season is not going to go anywhere anytime soon so what i'm learning to do in my life and i don't always get this right i'm learning to increase my capacity to handle the season how do you how do you increase your capacity well First of all, you rest. You 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 uh, give your mind some space to to rest, but then you've just you've just got to like uh, you know in, how do you how do you increase your capacity in your life? Give me some thoughts on that. How do you increase your capacity? I think you have to process things as well, if that makes sense. Mm. So you've got to you can't just hide how you're feeling. Mm. It's not about I guess the positive part of the podcast is not saying everything's great all the time. No, it's saying actually this is what I really struggle with, but God's still good. He's still mm. in control, and actually. Um, yeah, being able to process that, having you know good people to process that with, who it doesn't become a like a rant session. You get it out, you process it, but then you can move on. Oh, that's that's going to increase your capacity because otherwise mm. you're going to be weighed down by those things, those thoughts, those feelings that are. Yeah, I think that increases your capacity yeah, drastically. So actually, dealing with things. So it's not about reducing the pressure; it's about increasing your capacity. Yeah, to handle the pressure. And again, you know, when it comes to the post-pandemic season, uh, you know, that's what we've got to do. We've got to recognize, okay, so, so things have changed. So so there's no point in me longing for the old normal. Mm-hmm. That's gone. The world has changed. So I've got to adapt to this new normal. I've got to stay true to my convictions. I've got to stay true to what I believe in. But I've got to increase my capacity to, to grow through this season as well. I think, I think the other thing as well is that in this season, here's my hunch. I think innovative people are going to do really well in well, this season. Well, they have already. They have already. Yeah. I mean, you see, you see, some businesses have not done great, but some businesses have thrived. You know, they mm. jumped on the delivery stuff. They jumped mm. on on okay, we're online. You know, we're doing this, 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 and this, and this, um, and they're thriving. Mm. They're thriving. In fact, grown and yeah. I, t- I tell you what, I'm going to do if, if if ministry all goes wrong for me. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be an HGV driver. 
Well, there you go. What is it, like £80,000 a year um, now? It's going to go up soon as well because they're in much in demand. Wow. <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. Ministry is not going to go wrong. But look at the Junction Church. Hopefully. The Junction Church was innovative. Thanks to your leadership Well, during the pandemic. We did. You know, well, it was trial and error. And I think that's the thing with, with the innovation is that you've got to be willing to try things out and not take failure personally. Yeah. Got to tell you, you know, when the, when the pandemic struck... Um, Back in March 2020, like we did online and we made loads of mistakes. I think we got a fair bit of misunderstandings. We, we, we'd like pre-recorded, <laughs> uh, I think it was seven or eight services, and we'd done them so well, and then we broadcast them and live streamed them on a, on a Sunday morning. And I was getting all these emails and saying, what are you doing? You're not meant to be meeting. Church is not meant to be meeting. And you have all these people there, you know. And uh, and then I would like personally comment as I was preaching, of course, on the on the live stream because it was a pre-recorded preach. But, I, you know, I would I would comment, yeah, no, we're here. We're fine. We're not breaking the law. It was pre-recorded. You, you, you know I what's funny, though, is they know, people never got back and said, oh, sorry about the mistake. This is wonderful what you guys are doing. Very interesting. Very quick to criticize well i think that that was a little hint of the trauma that people were feeling people were panicking and how you know we can't meet so why are you meeting it's born out of uh, come on let's call it it's born out of jealousy it's born out of uh, resentment uh why are you doing it when we can't do it it's not fair um it's born out of insecurity Mm. why are you doing it so well when we're doing rubbish Instead of and and that's that's never a good way. Instead of just celebrating and yeah. you know if somebody is doing something wrong, uh, anyway, it's none of your business. Yeah, uh, because th- let the law deal with that, mm. and and remember you're not God. So chill out, ch- chill out, off <laughs> the Lord. in the King James. But I think I think innovation. Yeah, you get misunderstood. But here's the deal with innovation and and being an innovative person, you got to be willing to try stuff and not take failure personally. It's very good. So we tried a lot of stuff back at the start of the pandemic uh, with online church and with this and that other thing. And a lot of the stuff was just, um, was good, you know, well intended, but it just wasn't doing the business. And But we had no qualms. And that was, in a way, that was the, the good thing about that season. You could try stuff and yeah, then yeah. just suddenly change it because that was the season. You could just do that. And I just think that we've got to be, we've got to have the, you know, throw your pride away Take your ego out of the equation. Um, do something that's worthwhile. Yeah. Do something that's going to make people's lives better. Uh, as Christians, we're going to say, do something that's going to help people understand the love of God, mm. how God's got a got a plan, and and how they can fit their lives into that plan as well, and be innovative in how we do that. Maybe somebody's got a little business idea, and you're you know, th- do you know what the problem with so many people is that they're just waiting for everything to be so perfect. Ah, uh, wow. I'll wait for it all to be perfect, and and then some millionaire, you know, will back me, and you know, or you know, some <laughs> some somebody saying, oh, I'll marry a millionaire. Listen, they're they apparently I'm not a millionaire, so I can, tell, but apparently they're, they're nightmares to live with. Yeah, because they're you know a lot of them don't have any integrity. And a lot and of them, just workaholics, and they're workaholics, and they're married to their business rather than the person. Than so the, you, yeah. you want to really think, yeah, don't, don't, you know, if you if you're thinking I'll marry a millionaire, no, no, don't do it. Just you become a millionaire. Let let That's right. let the millionaire marry you, yeah, and then you can check them out to see whether they're the real deal. There's some free relational relationship uh, advice, you it's know, good. For, for somebody who needs that that kind of advice. But be innovative and um, don't be afraid to fail. Failure is not a failure is not the F word. Mm. Boom. 
podcast. Podcast. Another podcast. Theme. The so we should be writing these down. We failure. Should, I should be writing this down. We should talk about this, actually. We should spend a whole podcast talking about failure. Why are we so afraid of failure? What is it? What's the we deal? Because we wrap what we do in our identity. That's, that's, the, I, think that's, that's the, I think that's a challenge. And what you do is not who you are. I think once you get that. That's good. That's the podcast. We'll, we'll go for that. I'm telling you, this is the Botham pod blast. No, I'm just... Pod blast. <laughs> pod blast. The Todd blast. <laughs> nah, you know what? I'm, I just turned the podcast. <laughs> and I, I think I think that's the thing. Be innovative. Don't be afraid of failure. Hmm. Positive people will always win in the end. I, I've had this yeah, thing in my yeah, life. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've got... I'm, I'm full of contradictions, Fraser. I don't know if you know it or not. I'm just like a walking paradox. Well, <laughs> You know, because like part of me is melancholic. I find that the music flows from melancholy but i'm a little bit melancholic i think time to get on the piano and then i'm the most positive guy anyone's ever met but then so. that's the thing though <laughs> that is, but part of me part of it is my theology because my, my my fundamental belief in theology is that god is good mm. and in the end uh, god's goodness will always shine through even in the, in the midst of madness it's great that's right yeah so i've always had this thing in my life that no matter how tough it is It'll all be good. It's going to be good in the end. Exactly. Anyway. Like the Junction Church back in the early days when we pioneered it, um, we had some tough old days and when there was hardly anybody there. Yeah. But I always believed and always, I always preached like, you know, hundreds, even if there was only like 10 people. Remember the first Easter service we had, it was like 11 people showed up. <laughs> what I love is the passion's never changed. You, you and Pastidia, stuff's changed, like how we do things and different stuff, but of course, it's, it's, it's about and, being positive. Yeah, Again, I know it. that a lot of people think that's shallow, but actually in this post-pandemic uh, season, you know, you got to get yourself into a positive frame of mind. Okay, let's let's frame it in theological terms. You've got to have a conviction that God is good. Well, positivity is the, I guess, the language of faith, isn't it? It is. It it's is the language of faith. It's helpful. It? Yeah. Uh, faith will never uh, flourish in a negative culture. Yeah. And, and some people love to be negative, and and they and they get their they're, they're negative about everything, and they can't be positive about anything. And the thing is, if you don't learn to affirm and Ooh. encourage then ultimately you're going to build that kind of culture around your life. And then you wonder, why, why does nobody ever encourage me? Why am I, why am I so disconnected? Because you've never sown it. Yeah, that's right. So you've got to sow it if you want to reap it. That's right. And it makes you feel better as well, doesn't it? Even if you, you go out and encourage people, like you will, it's quite selfish in a weird way. You'll feel great afterwards. You go and encourage five people. Do it, articulate it well. Don't you say you're a great guy? Why are they amazing? Why are they incredible? And and you do that and you feel good afterwards. You're like, wow, okay, it's good. So come on, people, you can do it. Be positive in this post-pandemic season. Yes, mm. it's been challenging. Yes, it's been the most horrendous 18 months of our lives. But the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Possibilities mm. for innovation, possibilities for kingdom innovation. Yep. You know, like we, we just had a baptism last night and we innovated. We, had it, we did it in a, in a chat show format. It's brilliant, and uh, you know, had a bit of worship. Uh, of course, religious people say, "Where was the preach?" Well, they didn't need to preach. They told us the, the test. The people told their stories, on. and the stories were were more than enough. And uh, people were massively impacted. But they don't want to, like a three hour preach. Well, that is the preach proclaiming the good news. That's I, I, like, I, I hear these churches. Okay, yeah. this is meant to be positive, but I'm now going to go negative, and they'll get back. No, this to is quirky. It's quirky. This is quirky. <laughs> but it's like you know, it makes me laugh. Like the churches say, we need verse by verse exposition every week. But they're the fattest, meanest, mm-hmm. most graceless churches you ever come across in your life. Paradox: they know more about the Bible than everybody else, and yet the they 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 read the, the Bible, but the Bible hasn't read them. That's right. Oh. Faith without works. You no, know the greatest translation of the Bible is, by the way, 
the Northern Irish. No, NIV. the one that comes out through your life. Oh. <laughs> and the NIV, the North of Ireland version. <laughs> you going for a joke. I didn't realize you were going for. Wow. No, I was going for deep revelatory. That moment. was deep. You were and messing around. It, ruined, yeah. Honestly, the anointing was just about to fall. Revival was about to hit the nation, and you just did. Is it <laughs> <that>? NIV? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't <that our> relationship? <laughs> so come on, this is this is a season of opportunity, mm. and uh, you can do this. And uh, listen, we're going to be back next week. Next week, I've got some more great stuff to tell you about, and uh, we've got a whole bunch of themes that we're going to talk about. We've got some <laughs> some great themes. Next week, we're going to talk about who's the daddy. Who is the daddy? We're going to talk about how the father... Graphics team, the graphics team genuinely thought this was a joke. They thought I was joking. I had to like forward, I had to like send screenshots seeing you message me we're doing this for them to believe that these so were So we're going to talk about, uh, you know, the trauma of fatherhood next week and, uh, you know, the trauma, the, the joy of fatherhood. The joy. And, uh, and I want to find out how fatherhood's changed you and I'm going to tell you how fatherhood's changed me. And, then, and then we're going to get into a little bit of a conversation about... Uh, What's that verse? You've got many instructors, but few fathers. And we're going to talk about that. What, what did Paul mean when he said that? But that's for the next Toddcast. And maybe we'll open up some dad jokes if you're lucky. We'll have some dad jokes. Going we'll do on some well. good feedback. So listen, <laughs> thanks for joining us today. I hope that's been some kind of an encouragement to you. So post-pandemic trauma, you know, how do we how do we wrap this thing up? Well, identify the telltale signs. And I just mentioned a few, but I'm sure that there's a whole bunch of things that you could identify because you're smart. You can identify it yourself identify it, get some kind of perspective on the season. It's a season of huge change, so cut yourself a bit of slack. That's good. That's very good. Come on, stop being so hard on yourself. This has been a huge season of change. And um, and then don't be afraid of failure. Innovate. Try stuff. Try, try things that you've never tried before. Some of them will work, but not all of them are guaranteed to yeah. work. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Stay connected to God's house. Get around good encouragers because they'll do you the world of good for your mental well-being and for for your spiritual well-being as well. And uh, yeah, it's going to be great. So from Roy Todd, from Fraser Botham, have you enjoyed the first ever uh, I've Toddcast? I've loved, loved the first ever Toddcast. Hope you guys have. And yeah, don't forget to like the video if you have liked it. Leave us a comment. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. I've always wanted to say that. I've subscribe. Always, subscribe. But like, it's not just on the YouTube channel because it's on the Spotify. It's on the Spotify. It's on wherever you get your podcast. Whether you're listening to this as well, like, yeah, leave us some feedback. I prefer to listen because I got a perfect face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, it's perfect I've never for heard it. That before. Honestly, it's just great. <laughs> Have a good one and I'll see you next time. Bye.